0: Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 593rd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you To become part of your food revolution. Today is Farmer Friday, a quick and dirty stab at growing your garden. Each episode will feature less than 10 minutes of essential content for growing your garden, and some episodes we will answer your questions. If you have one, send it to questions at urbanfarm.org. Today, we're talking with Crystal from Flourish Farm, and she is talking about the seven layers of a food forest. Enjoy. Welcome, Crystal. How are you today?
1: Wonderful. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh my gosh. I am so excited about these Farmer Fridays because it's a chance for us to share a quick nugget of gardening education. And so we're going to talk today about the seven layers of the food forest. Go.
1: All right. So we have the canopy layer, which is the larger trees. We've got you could have large fruit trees or large nut trees. The canopy layer, we're going to go ahead and go from the top down. And By down, I mean all the way under the soil. So the canopy layer, you know, you could have your Liberty apple trees or your Red Haven peach, whatever grows in your climate.
0: One question for you about that. The canopy layer also for us in the desert, that's a chance for trees to get really big and shade our space, right?
1: Definitely. Here in the Midwest, uh, you know, you can start a food forest under under an existing tree, and that's what a lot of folks do. But when talking about it in a garden setting, I like to start with the fruit trees. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then you've got your uh, low tree layer. And lo- low tree layer it could be dwarf fruit trees or lower, you know, smaller fruit trees, such as the r- the really tiny fruit trees that don't get very big, like a, a Juneberry, for instance, Amelanchier right. variety. Then you've got your shrub layer, which you could have elderberries and things of that nature in, you know, a sh- big shrubs like gumi gummies that are nitrogen fixing berries. Then we've got the herbaceous layer, which is, that can include everything from your medicinals, And pollinator attractors to perennial vegetables, dynamic accumulators such as comfrey, nitrogen fixing plants such as Siberian pea shrub, or here in the Midwest, a native is Baptisia or Blue False Indigo. Then we've got your ground cover layer, which is protecting the soil, you know, keeping that nice green cover on it, whilst Suppressing weeds. You could choose ground covers that also fix nitrogen, such as red clover. Then we've got the mycelial layer, which is where the rhizosphere is, where the roots are, where the mycelial connections happen, where the microbes are alive and thriving in healthy soil. And that is such an important aspect of the, the layers of the food forest. And then finally, going up from there is the vertical layer. So on any on any established trees, large fruit trees, or trees that are already existing, like you mentioned in the desert, you've got those giant trees. We've got them here too. You could have a vertical layer. So something here in the Midwest that we love to do on the vertical layer is Passiflora incarnata, which is passion flower, oh. and it actually produces those flowers and fruits. Right. So. Your vertical layer is a climbing layer.
0: Nice, and you mentioned something called dynamic accumulators. I think that is a way under talked about concept. Can you tell us about that a little more?
1: Sure. So the one that I teach about is comfrey, Symphytum officinale, and it is a dynamic accumulator. The essence of it is that it has these really strong root systems that channel nutrients from the soil upward into the leaves, making it bioavailable, which then comfrey can be used as a chop and drop plant, meaning that you chop this plant, drop it in the location of a fruit tree, or just drop it on the base of your food forest, and it helps to fertilize the soil naturally. So it goes up through the roots. The soil has all these wonderful minerals and micronutrients and macronutrients, and the Roots absorb those and bring them up to the leaves and make them bioavailable. Really cool process.
0: Right? Well, you know, I've always, always for the past 20 years said I'm a fan of letting weeds grow in my yard and people kind of look funny at me. And their weeds are the ultimate dynamic accumulators. They're the pioneer species. They show up first and they do a lot of heavy heavy digging and harvesting of minerals. So you don't want to get rid of those, right?
1: Right. Love that dandelion.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And they make great... Chicken feed and compost starters. So, yeah, don't look past the dynamic accumulators in your yard. One more thing before we wrap up define food forest for us.
1: Oh, goodness. That's such a loaded question. I know, right? (laughs) uh, You know, in the permaculture realm of designing and ecological design, you design in terms of increasing biodiversity, increasing yield, minimizing weed pressure and insect pressure. So you're creating this really wonderful, rich, biodiverse, kind of like a cultivated ecology. So you look at nature for inspiration in a very healthy woodland, you see dozens of species all thriving together, providing bounty for the wildlife. It's a very intelligent system. So just looking at Nature for Inspiration, and Bringing That Cultivated Ecology to Your Own Backyard.
0: Nice. So we're really building a forest made out of food in our yard.
1: Absolutely.
0: Excellent. You have some books, and I'm so excited about this one. I have it in my hand right now. Your Edible Yard. This is an amazing book. Tell me just quickly about this book and your other two books, and then we'll wrap.
1: Sure. I really try to make gardening accessible and introduce concepts that, you know, all together, there's lots of information that can be overwhelming. So I try to distill it down and make it user-friendly and and very accessible. And I have kind of a conversationalist style throughout the books that really make us feel like we're having coffee and talking about it. So
0: (laughs) Nice. And your books are?
1: Uh, Your Edible Yard, which is the newest one, it has full-color photos, it kind of talks about food forests and edible landscaping and why to plant, what to plant when, all that jazz. And then Grow, Create, Inspire, which is a hardback book that kind of goes through growing, creating recipes from, and inspiring others through inspirational stories of how gardening has has changed people's lives. And then Worms at Work is a book on worm composting and, and composting.
0: Nice. And where can we find them?
1: On my website is shop.growcreateinspire.com.
0: Excellent. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org.